0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Through My Ears. This is a music podcast radio show brought to you by Dazzle Ships Records. I'm your host, Hunter Scourn and I'm excited to say that this week on Through My Ears is our first guest, and his name is Hector Fontenetz. You may know him from his work in the band Twy the Humble Feather. You may know him from his work in the band, Imaginary Weapons. You might have even heard him on MTV's cartoon, Downtown from the early 2000s. Or you just might know him as a really nice guy. Regardless of what you know or if you do know Hector, he's going to be hopping on this show very soon. We're going to be taking a phone call, doing a little bit of Q&A, and he's going to be curating all of the music today. Yes, all of the music. Well, after this song. We're going to get into this one right now. This is Solar Baby by the classic synth-pop band Soviet. Let's get into this one once again. This is Through My Ears. Stay tuned. Alright, we are back. That, again, was Soviet in their song Solar Baby. That album came out in 2001, and Keith Ruggiero, the main guy from that band, lives out in L.A. right now. He's still doing a bunch of cool stuff, so I highly suggest it. I am here now with Hector Fonten as he is on the phone. Can you uh, hear him? Let me do a test. Hello, Hector. Is Are you coming in? Loud and clear. Awesome. How are you doing tonight, Hector? I am very well. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time for this third episode of Through My Ears. Uh, this has been really fun, and I, I've been wanting to have you on, actually, as the first guest. So I'm really happy that it's all worked out. Uh, I gave you a little... Yeah, I'm inter- honored to be the first, the first guest. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I gave a little bit of introduction about you before you hopped on, just kind of talking about your your some of your bands you've been involved with, which is Try the Humble Feather, Imaginary Weapons, and a lot of other stuff that you've done. So... Hector has prepared a list of some really awesome songs that he curated tonight. We're going to get into these and, and chat a little about them. The first one is a song by the one and only Momus, and the song is called Closer to You. Hector, do you have anything to say about the song before we uh, hop in, or do you want to talk about it afterwards? Um, well, I picked this song.
1: I mean, because you know, Momus is one of my favorite songwriters. But yeah. I specifically picked this song because. There's something
0: in the, the aesthetic that reminds me of you. Oh cool, awesome. Well we're gonna get right yeah. into this and uh we'll... yeah, it's like the baseline. something the... in the baseline. Oh cool. Well let's uh we're gonna <laughs> listen to this and then we'll talk about it right afterwards. Once again, this is Momus Closer to You <laughs>
2: Maybe you're the circle line girl, trying so hard not to let on. You know I'm looking at the way your toes poke out through your sandals, and funny angles to your feet. And how you know it turns me on. Or maybe you're the Spanish girl, playing with your hair as you wait for your friend in that wild octagon of mirrors that take calls at coffee shop. And oh, I can smell that hair from here. And I can see from eight different angles the way your nipples look. Through that thin black on top, reflected to infinity. And oh god, it's places like that. And purple tip pros like this. It's gonna hemorrhage me, girl. the bay window girl in Wandsworth town, ripped jeans and open Venetians, painting the difficult corner of an empty room white under a naked bulb, leaning across the bar at the top of your step ladder at the precise moment I'm passing on the steep street at the bottom of your garden in the gathering night, foyer's delight, Foundation painter at the central school Looking so fine-boned I could carry you home in your portfolio case Laced up gently So you won't cry out on the bus and give the game away Tied up lightly because girl how could I know you injure someone with your perfect lips and wrists Your exquisite structure Oh an acrylic painter I can kiss sections I can be ginger All the critics say I'm such a sensitive singer maybe you're listening to my voice now On your Walkman or in a bedsit dance set Letting my songs slip into you on this quiet night in With your palettes and doodles and your fingers full of pencils and low-tar cigarettes And the music's light and pleasant so you hardly notice what I'm singing about And paper wraps rock and the murder the hope of women My voice is just a sound that pleases you Enters you and leaves you just the same And that's how I wanted to stay Because, you know... of so bitter records, records which accuse women, girls like you, of using their attractiveness wantonly and willfully to trap the to men who want them and can never have them. Men who sometimes feel the perverse urge to trash the women they desire the most, who imagine they despise all those immaculate visions of adolescent crap. What kind of idiot would sing that? Oh, not me. Sometimes I think that every man who writes, every man who paints or composes, deep solo symphonies, it makes no difference. All those men are only making do with substitutes. Solomon, Confucius, Franz Kafka, they'd never have done it if they'd been as beautiful as you. Sitting cross-legged there with gentle music laughing around under-promise, there are where your thighs meet, fertility a million artists couldn't compete with. I see you there in the eye of my mind And all that cheap martial stuff about sad Misogyny, in thin air And I move to tears just like any other sucker Who's been bruised by all the things that weren't to be And yet he's ready to fall down on his knees In front of a woman and say Whatever you may do, whatever you may be to me Despite the times we disagree Your ridiculous ambitions, your conventional inhibitions I want you to know that I respect you I accept you, I want you to accept me Kiss you, kiss your stalking knee Accept the uniquely soft flesh in the undersides of your hips And oh. I'm only doing it to be
3: closer
2: to you when I've won you When I've fallen down in front of you and said Damn Franz Kafka Damn the thin white tube. You and you alone I'm doing this for When I'm through with heroes and pastiche When you've let me make love to you The slowest, deepest way that I've
4: And
2: When I'm lying between those legs I long so much for me. It feels so good That's when I'll think of Paul Clays at Pain too palpably Somewhat closer to the heart of creation than usual Far from close enough Girl, here I lie Far from close enough to you
0: so we are back now once again that was momus closer to you and yeah i had a chance to listen to this stuff we were talking about earlier i listened to this stuff before just so i could get a feel of it and i've been a momus fan actually you and mike introduced me to momus 2005, I believe, and I've been a huge fan ever since. And yeah, do you want to talk yeah, about this track a little ar- bit? That's
1: around the time. I, I guess I knew about Moment only a few years before that. But okay. he's been making music since the early '80s.
0: Yeah, he's. he's... So that song
1: is from '87.
0: Oh, oh! Whoa! I didn't know that. Was, that was that old. That's really cool. That's
1: yeah. That's it's from '87, and it's pre. You know, he wore the eye patch. For the
0: yeah. Like pre. Uh, losing the eye. Pre eye patch. Well, that's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of Momis songs that I really like. I was actually walking to work the other morning, and I threw on uh, that "See a Friend in Tear song off of his like first uh-huh. self release, and I was like, "This is a strange song to be listening to walking to work at like eight in the morning." But it was actually like put me in kind of a kind of a nice mood for the. It was like you know like an emotional walk to work. But yeah, he is a really yeah. interesting musician. He's,
1: he's really he's very good at. at um, he has great melodies, and he has a
0: great voice. For but, um, sure,
1: he's really good at being like playful, yeah, and sort of like serious
0: at the same time. Oh, okay, that's a good way to to think about it, for sure. Yeah, he's yeah, really cool. And, and he definitely has a great sense of humor, but he's he's you know uh, so so serious at the same time. Yeah, he he definitely can combine those. And it, you've seen him perform live before, right?
1: I mean, I've seen him perform live once. It okay, very early on. Uh-huh. And knowing about him, so I didn't know much about him. Yeah, uh, he performed I think just for the laptop and, and sang. I think okay. that's how he typically does it. Yeah,
4: cool. He, he's done tours where he
1: just puts the like he does the uh, shuffle tours,
4: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: where he just puts the iPod on shuffle.
0: <laughs> that's really cool. Sing. That's yeah. really funny. Which did... is really
4: impressive because he has a
0: huge catalog. Yeah, that's so, that actually I mean, is really yeah. crazy. Um, I, I think I remember hearing at one point. He had his listeners and his fans uh, like produce an album. They would like pay him money, and then he would write a song about him. Like I don't, I've actually never heard, of, heard oh, so it. Heard so it, this,
1: this is really interesting, and this kind of ties further into you since you're you're a synth fan. Oh
0: yeah, so You love the
1: synthesizers. Yeah. he he was
0: sued by uh, Wendy Carlos. Oh yeah, yeah, Switched Carlos on Bach. Wendy yeah, did the Switched on Bach exactly, and.
1: Uh, Wendy Carlos is transgender, mm-hmm. and I guess Moments is a song about Wendy
4: Carlos, and got sued for defamation of character. Uh, so to pay for
1: this is this is actually one of the little themes in tonight's uh, selection. Uh-huh. Uh, this comes back in the Charles Manson song, but okay. <laughs> he to pay for his legal fees, he offered the service to write personalized songs for people. <sighs> I don't know what the portion was, but other yeah. music did one. Oh, okay. A song about other music. That's awesome. And uh, if you if you made this donation and you you wrote a little, you know, I guess maybe you can make a little video. You chat. You talk about yourself. Yeah. So he made all these songs. It was called stars forever. I think.
0: Wow, that's really yeah. cool. Um, that's a really that's almost like on the border of like a Wesley Willis type situation. Like how he would write songs yeah, about all his friends. It's funny.
1: There's something similar about them. Yeah, like definitely. Maybe the, 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 the solitude. Yeah. Too, you know, there are these artists that really
0: um, have their own world. For sure. I
1: mean, I get a lot of artists attempt to do that, but um, uh, they're,
0: so, they're so different. Yeah, and definitely. The typical song, the songwriter, their perspective. Thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Moments is a super underrated songwriter. Oh, for sure. He's great. I really suggest everyone uh, check out Momus, he has a huge catalog, really amazing stuff. Let's get into the second song here. Uh, this is Psychic TV and this is the song is called The Orchids, is, am I right there, is that the name of it? Yeah, The Orchids. Okay, cool, so this is Psychic TV, The Orchids.
3: Forced open shut again a fly trap and a petal my eyes burn and claws rush to fill them and in the morning after the night i fall in love with the light it is so clear i realize that here at last i have my eyes My sex turns and clothes rush to spill them But in the morning after the night I fall in love with the light It is so pure I can arrive Without the fear of secret lies.
0: So we are back now. That was again Psychic TV, the Orchids, and Hector. Uh, this is a band that I actually wasn't too familiar with, so it was kind of cool hearing this this morning when I was when I was going through this. And what do you what do you have to say about this song? Um, well,
1: this is Psychic TV. This is an early Psychic TV song. This is also old. This is from '83. Um,
4: Psychic TV is Genesis Briar Purdie mm-hmm.
1: from Robin
0: Gristle. You know, oh, Robin okay. Gristle? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're like kind of the
0: first industrial band. Wow. Right? Yeah, I could definitely um, see that. It's
1: a real noisy. Yeah. So uh, Genesis is a very interesting person. I actually see Genesis in the neighborhood walking. Oh, cool. To the local restaurant. Nice. Uh, but he's a, he's a uh, another. Let me see. How can I explain him? There's so many angles to him. He's he is. Uh, a bit of a, an occultist,
4: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, he plays with all different types of art and theory. He's been around in, in all sorts of little pockets of music over the years. Cool. Um, he was part of putting together the band that Billy Idol played in, that early punk band. Oh, the, like, okay. Generation X or something like that. Huh.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. Um, he claims to be the last person to speak with ian curtis oh right, he yeah from and uh, then he was Doris trying Doris. to get other people to go over
0: and see ian wow was like oh he's just you know
1: being old you know
0: moody yeah
1: ian. yeah yeah um, yeah and this song i've known i i i had this song years ago on a mixtape
4: that a friend made and i think they told me that it was recorded in a cave. They didn't really know much about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that for years.
0: I thought it was recorded in a cave. It I that. don't think it was. I think it was
1: just in a studio, but it kind of had that sound and I can't think of another song that sounds like it. Yeah, it's very unique. Um, it's unique. The lyrics are really mysterious. Yeah. They kind of hint at that. Was that one line about, uh, and last I have my secret eyes. Uh-huh. Um, and it kind of seems as if there's a Bit of the occult kind of yeah you know, coming through in that. like d- He knows a little something else. Yeah. A lot of their music, there's nothing else that sounds like this in the like, Psychic TV catalog. Uh-huh. Oh, um, cool. The, it's from the album uh, Dreams Less Sweet.
0: Dreams Less Sweet. That's really cool. Dreams Less Sweet, yeah. So, everyone out there. A lot d- of the, oh, go ahead. I
1: was going to say a lot of the other albums are a little more like electronic music, mm. sort of like druggy dance music. Okay.
0: Cool. Well, I I definitely think everyone should dive into there and, and check out that stuff. It's very cool. Um, we're going to get into one more song here, and then I have some questions for you. I'm going to uh, ask them throughout this this show tonight. So we're going to listen to one more song, and we'll get back to you with with a very special number one question. This song is by Ensemble Shakrona, and this was another one that I've never heard before. It was very interesting, so we're going to get right into this. Is it Uzbek music, right? Traditional Uzbek music?
4: Yeah, traditional Uzbek music.
0: Cool. So we're going to get into this and we'll be right back. All right we are back once again that was Ensemble Shakrona and Hector what do you have to say about this one
1: I really don't know much about it um,
0: it's mysterious
1: it's, it's all it, they're playing this little guitar mm-hmm. it looks like a, like a long ukulele Hmm. not a ukulele I say that one because it only has a few strings uh-huh. it looks like um, it's, it's a very eastern sort oh. of string instrument huh. but all the sound you hear it's from these little guitars. There's about 15 of them. Go. Whoa. Uh, it's most mostly women playing. Wow. About 10 women and four four guys, four five guys. It's
0: really um, interesting.
1: It's, all the little tapping is from the striking of the string and the body. Uh, it kind of sounds like a swarm of bees. Hmm. Doesn't it?
0: You can definitely hear that in there. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's super moody. Uh, it's Uzbek music. Gene Janis put me onto it. Mm, yeah, yeah. And for... he lives in a, a very diverse community that has an a, a Uzbek population. And he kind of wanted to get to know his neighbors better. Wow. So you know, he's a music lover. Through the he music. All over the world.
0: And he for for you. 16. For the listeners out there, do you want to explain maybe a little bit about Gene? I mean, I know him as an amazing uh, bass player, but there's so there's probably so much we could talk about a whole show about him. But like a quick summary, like
1: yeah, you should actually have Gene on as a guest. That would
0: be a great guest. Yeah,
1: Gene. Gene knows a lot about music, um, and he
4: knows you know a lot of the deep cuts. Yeah, he's a he's a a very
0: fiery, lively bass player yeah that's a good i've learned a
1: lot about music from over there. i mean he's he's like family to me
0: i'm very close yeah to him. and i remember coming he's over doing your. doing you know he's, he's, still he's still at it i remember coming over to your house for dinner one night and he he played a bunch of songs on acoustic guitar and actually recorded them on my phone and those were really yeah. really cool i should i should send you guys those but um no that was a really cool one that was awesome and let's get into uh the first question i have for you tonight i'm gonna be asking you the tough ones I've thought of a couple that, <laughs> that I thought would be fun and sort of outside the box. Um, as I've said, you're an, you're an incredible musician. You've, you've done some stuff with some amazing projects. But something that, that people might not know about you is that you love rollerblading and yeah you have you have a deep passion for rollerblading usually when i talk to you that comes up in conversation so i was ask- i was wondering like let's let's maybe go into that like maybe talk about how you got into rollerblading and and kind of how you i think i feel like you kind of got back into it so so what is your your Definitely. yeah what is your rollerblading routine and and w- tell us about why you like it so much okay
1: so i grew up skating mm-hmm. um i I learned to roller skate at a very young age. Yeah, and you know it's 1980s, like uh, roller rink, like dance kind of culture in New York City. So like hip hop and uh, club music. Mm-hmm. I have an older sister; who's nine years older than me. Yeah, and uh, I spent I spent a lot of time hanging out with her and her friends, and we would go to roller rink. So I learned to roller skate at a very young age. I was into like biking and skateboarding, all that stuff. I learned how to ice skate. Cool. I was very athletic growing up. Yeah. And uh, the rollerblading in, like, 91, my best friend in school got me into. It. He had an older brother who was a pro BMXer.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: he started rollerblading. In New York City, all the, the early dudes who started rollerblading were guys who were really good at something else, like skateboarding, huh. biking.
0: Interesting. So
1: it was sort of like this crossover thing. There wasn't really any sort of, like... You know like Oh you do this I do that That's kind of like Later on It was more of a mentality uh-huh. You know it was like Young Excited people Putting themselves At risk For he... You know This like adrenaline rush Right Okay And uh, And I always liked Like uh, Stunt men mm-hmm. Stuff like that like, Okay So I kind of thought as that Like you know Like jumping ramps
4: I mean we would just Make ramps out of Wood And, and milk crates Yeah um, So But Then this whole subculture grew
1: up in the 90s and I was really a part of it all of my early friends that I learned to play music with I met them all
4: through that subculture in New York media. oh interesting
1: um, so the first the first band that I played in was all made up of rollerblades
0: wow <laughs> that's cool
1: yeah and I learned to play guitar from guys like you know after session hanging you know, at somebody's house mm-hmm. uh you know it's high school right so yeah electric guitar, you learn some you know the chords nirvana song yeah and that's exciting and that's like the gateway but um you know sound and i always saw rollerblading as a very creative thing Mm -hmm. because in the early days there wasn't this
4: large trick vocabulary oh yeah yeah
0: so we were making up paving the way all the time yeah exactly yeah and
1: uh so i saw it more like a almost like dance oh okay than a I really didn't like the the competition. I competed a bit, and I was pretty good at competing, but I really did not like it. Yeah. Um, and when I started to learn guitar, I it just kind of took over. I mm-hmm. like the creative
0: outlet. Yeah. But you know, you, I really focused on music for for many
1: years. I got really good at it. And my buddy Mike, who we mentioned before, mm-hmm. who put us both on to Moments.
4: Yeah.
1: He. Uh, he got me back into it a few years ago, cool. and it's been great. You know, it's a, uh, it you know, you can't replace that. Like you know that kind of like getting the heart rate up. Yeah. Uh, I have a local skate park that I go to early in the morning. Yeah. On the weekends, sometimes it's during the week, depending how early I get up, and the old uh, Chinese
4: people that they join the tai chi. Oh, okay. On the other side,
0: like in the grass. Wow. Cool. That's cool. I yeah. I know. But, I've. Um, it's been a great thing to have get back in. Yeah, and that's Naturally. that's got to be fun. I mean, I know that I used to snowboard a lot and eventually I'd like to pick it back up. But when I'm back in New York next time, I really want to take my camera and I want to I want to go down and, and film some sessions for you guys. I think that'll be really fun. That
4: would be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um so the the second part of this question kind of segues and that's that you were a voice on a cartoon on MTV, MTV's Downtown. It's kind of got a huge yeah. cult following now. Like There used to be forums for it, and people are always asking for it to be released on DVD. You can find most of them on, on YouTube now, and it's actually really fun to go back and rewatch that show. But you played a, a rollerblader on that show, and it's how much of your own personality... He, you know, it,
1: I don't think he was a rollerblader. He was a, a
0: graffiti artist. Oh, he was a graffiti artist. You're right. Did he rollerblade yeah. sometimes? Or was that just... Am I just thinking... It might have
1: been... I mean... I mean, rollerblading was such a thing in the 90s. It's a good chance that they they put him in, like in the intro, maybe he was on rollerblading or something like that. But I actually, I met the people from MTV who were trying to cast the cartoon. I met them at the Brooklyn Banks, which is like a legendary New York skate spot. Oh, interesting. Everybody, like skateboarders, everybody. And uh, they were around there asking questions
0: like you know they were asking kids questions like to tell stories about growing up
1: in new york oh. and that's how we we got the auditions
0: for that that's really cool and so like
1: the rollerblading kind of uh you know has done like influenced so many other aspects
0: of my life that's really cool yeah it's really i mean i really suggest that if you guys are interesting, interested in interested in kind of like cult classic cartoons definitely check out mtv's downtown it's a really really cool show So those are my first two questions for you. Um, We're going to get into another track. And then, uh, actually, the next song after this one was part of another question I had. So we'll we'll talk about that later. But this song uh, coming up right now is kind of a controversial musician. Interesting, interesting story. This is uh, Charles Manson with his song,
5: Look at your game, girl. There's a time for living. The time keeps on flying Think you're loving, baby, and all you're doing is crying Can you feel? Are those feelings real? Look at your game, girl Look at your game, girl What a mad delusion Living in that confusion frustration and doubt, can you ever live without the game, the sad, sad game, mad game. Just to say your love's not enough, if on you can't be true, you can't tell the Feel ah, those feelings real look at young
0: So we are back. That was, uh, yes, the Charles Manson you're probably thinking of with his song, Look at Your Game. Beautiful, beautiful song there. Kind of like a, a haunting folk track. And I'm always really fascinated with Charles, or Charles Manson and his music and the kind of whole story that happened behind, behind it all. Um, if you guys don't know, Charles Manson, he, he wanted to be a musician, and he actually got the help of the, the uh, Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys, and they actually recorded a whole album with, with him. But uh, those masters have never seen the light of day. But, Hector, I'm going to pass it over to you, and uh, let's talk about why you picked this very uh, beautiful and haunting track. Well, I like this song a lot yeah i think it's i think it's a really good
1: song um i got introduced to it through guns N' roses
0: oh interesting Uh, it
1: was they covered it on the spaghetti incident oh yeah that was their last album they made with the original band members uh
4: Uh, it was that out like
0: covers album they made i remember that i actually it was a secret track at the end that
1: was like my first introduction to like secret tracks and you know that was always really cool yeah um and charles manson is an interesting figure i think actually the charles manson story is the way pop culture season is inaccurate I yes
0: think it's
1: much more interesting definitely you know um like he was very much so a musician on the scene and a lot of people knew him mm-hmm. His album was recorded
0: was recorded by, I forget the guy's first name, Kaufman, this is his last name, Robert Kaufman. But he was the tour manager for the Rolling Stones. Crazy. He worked
1: with a bunch of different people. He, he stole Graham Parson's body and like buried it Whoa. his dead body after he OD'd and, and uh, burnt it in the desert. Wow. And so there's like, all these really crazy connections to Charles Manson. Yeah. He's in, yeah a lot of it has to do with a uh, drugs he was really kind of like a pimp Uh the the side of him that gets played up of being this like cult leader is not super unique yeah there were so many cult leaders around in southern california like during that that time yeah people that had following there's like the uh father God, right Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. family that's a really interesting dude but i think charles Manson's actually like a really kind of, like, tragic American figure. Yeah. Because he grew up, like, he's, like, the son of, like, a prostitute, grew up in uh, correctional facilities yeah. most of his life. And then, I can't get swept up in this whole thing, and he's crazy. And technically, he's not the person
0: who killed, right. all,
1: like, Sharon Tate and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that At was... At best, he's kind of like a crime boss. Like, they have him on conspiracy that he convinced these people to do it. Yeah. And it was that one guy, Tex Watson. T- Tex, yeah. But, you have this song, you know, like you have this whole story of this guy, and then it's a really unique piece. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the orchid song, you know, like if there's, there's oh, I mean, not yeah. aesthetically, but but um, it it doesn't sound like other things, not you know, at like all. It, it, it no, it doesn't. You know, he has these weird rhythms that he randomly throws in there. Uh, it doesn't sound crazy. Yeah. But you hear some of the later stuff.
0: I mean, he's definitely. Like yeah, Bond he the, gets it uh, out there. There's like, like that. that wacky. I think
1: this was, and this ties into the moment song because he did. He, part of recording this this album was to uh, raise money
0: for his legal fees. Oh, interesting. I did not know that aspect. Yeah. And it, well, I know that so, there was a a couple couple actual Beach Boy songs he wrote. What's the? There's the one that's uh, never ne- learn not to love. And then they changed the name and they they made it really like sunshine poppy. But it's definitely, when you listen to them next to each other, you're, you're like, oh, this is the exact same song. It's really interesting. I mean, I, I find the Beach Boys connection very fascinating. And, and how he kind of, yeah. you know, I mean, you don't hear about the, no, no one in the Beach Boys talks about that. You know, it's kind of like, it's buried.
1: Oh, and it, it's a really good introduction into the two sides of the whole Manson thing. Yeah. Like got, I think it's Den-
0: Dennis Wilson. Yeah, he the was one the one who... who, who the girl. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. So you see, that's kind of like the
1: thing with Manson. Like, I'm pretty sure he was sort of like a pimp drug dealer Yeah, ran this little cult,
4: you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I think he was the kind of guy who got pearls for all the other musicians. So there's that thing. But there's his side where he was a super charismatic dude who yeah. obviously, like, you know, was creative.
1: And uh, Brian Wilson, I think is the one who recorded those mm-hmm. songs that you mentioned
0: before yep. that we have never heard. He says that he destroyed the tapes. Right? Oh, so
4: they
0: <laughs> he might. Says there was that evil in them. Oh, huh? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, who knows? So, like, he could have really liked them, and then all that stuff happened, and then he went back and was like, "Oh, wait." You know, he he might have been trying to save his own ass or something. But who who knows? It's it's all really interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh. His music is available. It's You can actually buy, people reissue it and put it out on vinyl. Does he have an album called The White Album? Is, is there a Charles Manson, The White Album? But I know that he has a couple... I
1: wouldn't be surprised because he, he had a, an obsession uh, with... Uh... With the
0: when the Beatles, yeah, that was I didn't an, see him doing that interesting. Now. Well, um he definitely has some songs that I, I really do enjoy. That one you you chose was definitely one of, of my favorites by him. And yeah, it's an interesting subject and there's a lot to it. There's a lot of good documentaries, a lot of good books about it, but um check check his music out i'm gonna say i I would definitely check his stuff out out of even if just out of curiosity he's definitely got some interesting stuff and as you were saying it really doesn't sound like much other stuff out there so for that alone it's definitely worth checking out um this this next one is a very very interesting segue but um let's just get right into it and then we'll we'll talk about the track after because i have a question for you about it this is uh the bg's down to earth
6: Hello that Is there any yet Can you slow me down And you believe That what you see Could never ever be so real Somehow Down to earth have you time to learn could you believe that what you read one thousand pages couldn't tell you why down to earth my merry man there's some help and you're there. You can see if you stand on your chair that there's millions and
0: And we are back. That was the Bee Gees down to earth. And, uh, you know, I've actually been listening to the Bee Gees quite a bit lately. They play at the, the where I work. Uh, I hear them every once in a while. And,. You have a, uh, there's a lot of different kind of sounds with the Bee Gees. I think when people think of them, there's a very particular uh, sound and, and maybe two songs that they think of. But this was actually a question. Which yeah, the whole disco thing. Exactly. And this was a question that I, I had uh, thought about before we talked. So I'm glad that you, you chose one of these songs. Uh, I remember in New York, you would play me some, some Bee Gees stuff, and I couldn't believe it was the same band. And, and I was actually going to ask you. Like what? What do you see in it, and what do you like? And and what so, are some tracks other than this one that you would you would recommend for uh, the listeners to check out?
1: Well, yeah, the, the Beaches have a very long career. They started uh, as a young teenagers. So Barry, the oldest brother, he was a songwriter, and then the twins—they were like the little. They did a little folk thing, uh-huh. and uh, they were the little backup singers. Interesting. But
0: this time period here, down to earth, they're kind of doing this, uh, highly produced, uh, lush Beatles psychedelic mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I could definitely yeah. see that. And I did not know about this time period. Yeah, it's.
1: I only knew about, you know, that 70s Bee Yeah. Which I love. I,
0: I love their voices. They're yeah, the harmonies are amazing. Voices. Yeah. hmm. And, uh,
1: it, it's it, he, this is pre them discovering that one little harmony thing. Mm. But you can still hear that unique, uh, like, timbre in their voice. Mm-hmm. There's something about it. And that, you know, you can't beat the family singing, right? When you get all that, like, you know, like you always have those families that they all sing together. Right. And all these dudes, they kind of have something that's similar in their voice. and just The way it works together is really beautiful. Yeah. But I love this kind of dramatic music.
4: Yeah, it's great. It's arranged this way. Mm-hmm. And,
1: I th- and I love the lyrics. Yeah. And I think they, they kind of pertain to a lot of the uh, kind of things that I'm into. Definitely. The way I, I look at the world. And uh, it almost kind of seems like he's critiquing uh, like hippie culture a little bit, you mm. know, like down to earth.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can uh, see that. And that kind
4: yeah,
1: of. T- like that's that not be so flighty
0: right and that kind of ties into to the last track that we played by charles manson because a lot of people say that um he he the whole thing that happened was kind of like the end of the hippie movement so it's yeah. kind of interesting con- connection and between the two actually, there the, the manson songs recorded in 67 uh-huh. and this song was recorded in 68 down to earth oh it's the same time period yeah exactly yeah. very cool well that was awesome and I yeah seriously like go go back and check out BG stuff whether it's their disco stuff or whatever they have it's a really interesting library and and I myself need to get into it more but I I loved that you picked the song cuz I was actually going to bring up the BG's anyway so perfect um, <laughs> That's funny
4: you're yeah, going
0: to bring up the BG's Yeah I was way. thinking of like some questions and I was like well I, I remember like listening to the BG's with with Hector and that was like that was kind of a first. Like you don't hear everyone be like, "Hey, let me let me throw on the B." Actually, when I was in uh, Massachusetts a couple, a well, little about a month ago now, I was driving back to Boston with my uncle, and he he threw on the BGS too. So there's definitely like they're out there right now. People definitely have this like interest in the BGS, which is pretty cool. Um, we have two more songs that you have chosen tonight. Let's get into this next one. These these next two. I don't know much about it at all. These were ones that I had never heard before. So um, we're going to talk about them, but we're going to get into this first one now. This is Raphael with the song
6: Ella.
7: ya me olvidó y yo yo la recuerdo ahora era como la primavera su anochecido pelo su voz dormida un beso y junto al mar la fiebre Entraña, y soñamos con hijos. Ella ya se olvidó de aquellas caminadas junto a la costanera y al chico que la mira. Ya me olvidó y yo yo la recuerdo ahora, pero cómo no recordarla si en cada primavera me llega con la brisa que la. Niña
0: All right, so we just listened to Ella by Rafael, and Hector, I'm going to give you the mic here because I I really like this stuff, but I don't know much about it, so so fill us in.
1: Okay, so this is a, a Spanish singer named mm-hmm. Rafael. Mm-hmm. His name is uh, Miguel Rafael Sanchez, but he's just known as Rafael, and he is uh, an actor as well. He's super famous, mm-hmm. you know, like... like really big like uh, the classic
4: song and dance does the movies does the singing mm-hmm. you know we don't i
1: mean i guess we
4: have some people that are like that now
0: yeah uh, like a justin timberlake but it's not the same you know okay I mean, like more like a frank sinatra kind of guy oh i see i see right or like Al- yeah but so i know this what's that oh i was gonna also say like elvis kind of would do that too he was in like a bunch of movies elvis. yeah yeah i mean elvis is
1: you know he's Elvis. There's really nobody like him. Yeah, yeah, but that's true. It, it's the same kind of like uh, format. For, yeah. You
0: know, okay. Cool. You,
1: you know, for the studio to sell the package, but this song, I mean, I didn't grow up listening to Raphael, um, but I I know the song a from uh, Leonardo Fabio. Okay. Who's a, I think he's an Argentinian singer, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but the same kind of thing. You know, he's a, a an actor and a
0: musician. Uh, it's very pop. Like, yeah. I love this whole orchestral,
1: and I love the dramatic voice. Yeah, definitely. The orchestral definitely. thing is really the big one for me. Sure. You know, like, that's, I, I, I love that. I mean, kind of like going back to the Bee Gees mm-hmm. and the disco thing. I think a lot of people hate it on the disco, but I love it, right? Like, the grooves. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the strings. And I think it's just like, sort of like the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah, and the and I want to say that time period. I always talk about like that late '70s, early '80s time period was, I think, probably some of the best uh, time for for quality of sound with with professionally recorded music. I mean the working with really high quality stuff. I mean, this is the equipment that people seek now, you know, these old uh, reel-to-reel recorders, you know, recording on two-inch tape and just really great stuff and and that really shows in the in the quality and the production of, of these songs from that time period.
1: Yeah.
0: That's cool. Well,
4: um, Yeah, I like this song a lot. I like
1: the production. I like the drums in it. My nice. original version, I think it's the original version, the Leonardo Fabio
0: version, uh, it, the arrangement is different. It's more of a build-up uh-huh.
1: at the beginning. Oh, okay, and, uh, It's really good, but um, I like this one. I like the feel to it. I thought it would be nice. Yeah, it was
0: a great, great, great addition. Thing. Um, we have one more track here and then I have a few more questions for you and that's going to be this episode of Through My Ears once again we are chatting with Hector Fontanez and we are going through some amazing songs that he has picked out for us to listen to this last one is is it pronounced soav? how do, how do you say this one? It's,
4: it's suave
0: suave, okay there we go, suave, yeah, suave. and uh, the song yeah. is called Crying Over You uh, we're going to get right into this and we'll, we'll give a little chat and we'll be back Alright, we are back with Crying Over You by Suave, and we are here with Hector. Hector, this was another one uh, on this list that I had never heard before, so I'm just going to give it to you again, and, and let's talk about it.
1: Okay, so, um, well, I, I think this song fits really well with uh, the Moment song, mm. kind of similar in a similar way. Yeah. You know, like they have that little spoken word
0: bit. I could see that, definitely. Um, yeah, you know, and it's... Uh, a. <laughs> Uh, closer to you and crying over you. Right? Oh like, yeah, you know the love, the this love song, right? Good. But um, this is freestyle, New York City freestyle music. Okay. I grew up listening to this with my sister. That's cool. Right? So <clears throat> it's sort of like indie. Oh you know uh, yeah. That? Okay. Like, was, I mean, it. You know, like it's not. It wasn't popular music. For the whole country, right? It was this like regional thing, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I listened to various uh, freestyle songs.
1: Yeah, I hadn't heard this version in a long time, but I remember us having it like on a mixtape. Oh, cool! We had like the twelve-inch,
4: uh-huh. and
1: I think hearing it now, it, it's it's sort of like obvious how like this music was uh, informative to me. Yeah, tracks like this you could just hear, like, there's something
0: lo-fi about it. Right, you know? for sure. Like, like,
1: the drum machine. It almost sounds like it's done on, like, a tape
0: 8-track or something. Yeah, and it's just people figuring out how to use these things on their own. I could, I totally see what you mean by, like, indie, kind of like lo-fi, definitely. Yeah, and um, I have a memory of well, hanging out with my sister and her friends. We went
1: to someone's house. I don't know what was going on, but we went to somebody's apartment in the...
4: In the
1: neighborhood, uh-huh. and uh, they had gear. You know, like they had recording
4: gear. Yeah.
0: Oh, crazy! Um, and I was like, my first
1: time ever seeing that. But like, huh. they did this kind of music.
0: Oh, cool! That's really awesome.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, that's just like it's it's very nostalgic. Yeah. To hear it definitely. But hearing this kind of music, I'm like, oh, like I would make this kind
0: of music now if I knew a band that was doing this kind of music. Yeah.
1: Like, in the scene, I'd be like, "Oh, that's that's really awesome." That's awesome. Yeah? There's
0: like, yeah. There's a few bands like that. Uh, there's this band that I've recently discovered in the past year called Animal Nightlife, and it's kind of like this. Animal Nightlife. Yeah, and it's it's they're really good, and it's it's kind of it's not like like this song, but um, it's kind of like uh, it's like new wave but mixed with this like weird tropical jazz kind of thing going on. But the the sounds oh, that it's sounds strange. Yeah, it's it's very unique. And I, I kind of had the same feeling. I was just recently um, doing a a video for YouTube where I where I talk about every vinyl record I own. And I was saying like, if there was a, if I could find some people, or if there was a band like this right now, or if I had like infinite time and money to invest to to make a band, I would want to kind of do one like this. So yeah, I totally know what you mean by that. Um, freestyle is a cool is a cool genre, and I, I definitely have some freestyle music twelve inches that I, I like to DJ sometimes. Uh, I know that there's one band, uh, Information Society, it's like a synth pop band, but they got us, they kind of started out as a fluke, like they recorded the song that that kind of teetered on being freestyle, and I know it got really, really popular in Spanish Harlem, so they kept having to like borrow their mom's Volvo and drive from Minneapolis to Spanish Harlem to play these shows there, so um, I definitely... That's I def- hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like these these white dudes from Minneapolis that would just have to like take the trek to Spanish Harlem. So I know they eventually recorded yeah. their, their first album I think there. We actually talked about this. I yeah. think we yeah. talked about Information Society and I don't know why I
1: thought they were like British, but oh, yeah. I, I
0: knew they definitely weren't like,
1: you know, Latinos from New York City. Yeah, and, Yeah. And it's funny. I made it seem like it, it got um, you know, international. That was like the kind of way I saw it, but that's more interesting. Yeah, well, they it kind of goes into this whole like underground thing.
4: You exactly.
0: Know? Yeah, it, it was. Um, yeah, and then they ended up getting really popular in South America. So it's almost like it's really interesting. But freestyle is a genre I find really fascinating. I wish that at some point in my life I could, I could see an experience like that, like going and seeing someone's stuff set up and they're just recording at a party or something. That that sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. Remember uh, Chris Madden's band,
0: Klaus? Yeah, Klaus. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about he Klaus. He had
1: a little bit of a, a freestyle,
0: like, yeah. feel in there klaus is a for for those listening klaus is this uh, synth pop band from new york city uh this guy chris madden who was a sound guy at the uh, the, uh venue that hector worked out called glasslands Ga- gallery and he had an amazing band that he did and he made some really funky fun synth music he had this one song called chump that that i would just every time you play it, i would just i was just so happy because it was such a fun song but i can definitely see some some similarities there yeah uh Chris is an amazing music- musician. He would be a good one to have on one of these shows one of these days too.
1: Yeah, he would be. He'd be great. Actually, we, me and him, we listen to a lot of uh, freestyle.
0: Music oh, cool. At yeah, there's a lot yeah, of. You always get the dance party going. That's Actually, awesome. When I first heard this music growing up, like when it was first coming out uh-huh. in
1: New York, it it was called house
0: music. Oh, okay. So oh I know
1: I know it isn't house music. It is freestyle. Yeah. But that was what, and uh, I was looking at some songs on YouTube and it was going through the comments
0: and this one lady she was like, We called this house growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's that's really cool. And
1: I wouldn't say that this is my favorite um freestyle song, but I love this like the quality of this recording.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's 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 really cool. It's not too polished. Yeah. That's that's something I also like about that type of music is yeah, it's it's not uh it's not really Like shining, it's just yeah. It's got this rawness to it. It's like you can definitely feel feel the energy in in the tracks that I really like. Um, I like to spin freestyle whenever I can. I have this, you know, it's not it's not like it's not underground kind of freestyle stuff, but it's this Pet Shop Boys song called Domino Dancing that that they kind of they kind of meshed freestyle with synth pop and they were trying to, you know, it was definitely like of the time when it was, it was, it was the thing to do, but I do like that track. Yeah. I think it is really fun, but um there's so much of that that I need to dive into it and learn more about. Cause it's a really cool. I, I think freestyle
1: is really just like um kind of
4: like doo you know? Oh, and interesting. Like
1: the songs, the songs are all like, I mean, even in this, this crying over you song mm-hmm.
4: he says like the
1: tears on my pillow okay? yeah is like one of the lyrics uh-huh. that's like you know tears on my pillow and there's like, all those old sort of like sappy love songs
4: mm-hmm.
1: all of these freestyle songs kind of sound like that um but
0: through craft work <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah for sure yeah no it's really cool um that was a great list of songs that you you've supplied us with i will leave them all down below in the description so you can check out each and every one of them uh we're going to be wrapping this up hector you are here do you have anything you want to plug i know that uh you released an album with dazzle ships last year which is amazing and everyone should go check that out it's a uh it's really good Uh, i will also put the link down below for that some amazing songs on there but you have an ep you just put out correct
1: I did. It's called uh, aphasia.
0: Aphasia. Um, yeah, it's like a disorder where it's hard to put words together. Oh, that's very, very cool for a uh, for an EP title. And I will, um, if there's anywhere you can uh, give me a link, I will definitely put that in the description down below. And do you have any shows coming up or anything?
1: I do. June thirtieth, Friday, June thirtieth. Friday, with, June. The uh, drinker and shapes in Calgary
0: cool awesome well if there's any link for that yeah, i will yeah, brooklyn brooklyn Bushwick. Brooklyn, new york so if you are in brooklyn new york yeah. definitely be out of that show it's going to be really fun uh i got to catch you doing the your solo stuff last year when i was in town it was it was a great show i loved it I actually filmed the whole thing i have it on the uh, dazzle ships youtube page but i i can link that down below too but awesome yeah, hector that was my first
1: uh first show in a while it, was, it worked out it was like- Synchronicity that you were able
0: yeah to it was just it was just total luck that i happened to be in new york for that that night it was awesome yeah, uh, yeah that was a good one well thank you so much for being on the show uh i'm going to put all your information down below for people to check out but once again this is hector is and this has been through my ears everyone that's going to
4: wrap up this week's episode thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week